This is Meet the Movie Press. It's October the 19th, 2018. Halloweena takes it all. Cats, showbiz, and they live again. Plus the movie releases and this week's box office. Stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now... Here's Popcorn Talks, Meet the Movie Press. This is Meet the Movie Press. Uh, it's October the 19th, 2018. I am back from my trip to the UK. I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, thank you so much. Thank you so much for my uh, co-hosts, uh, Dimitri and Scott, who are also here again this week. Uh, not only for holding the forts for the last two weeks, you did an excellent job, but also for doing an impression of me yeah. for some reason <laughs> on both shows. Which I, I said... I said sit in my seat. I didn't say become a symbiote <laughs> and try to do an impression of me. I mean, it's flattering, and yeah. you did a great job. Can you believe that we have another guest host? I know. Who's this guy? And this <laughs> one this one actually thinks he's Simon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> two weeks, two weeks. It's Jason Oh, my God, did I tell you about yeah. this? Seriously, I was in London for, like, less than 48 hours. I was celebrating my, my birthday in Soho. In a clean way and family friendly way in a pub. And I was talking to my friends about my infamous interview with with Jason Statham. I come out of the pub, I walk around the corner. Who's getting out of his car? Jason wankers away Statham. (laughs) And uh, so what did I do? Uh, A little bit drunk, shout at him. Wankers away! He's getting out of his car. (laughs) He turned around and he went, What? (laughs) And he went, Oh, all right, mate. And I was like, yeah, you think I'm a bellend, don't you? Um, but yeah, so uh, so we had a nice chat. Uh, he was in London. He's filming uh, the the movie with The Rock at the moment, the Fast and Furious spin-off, uh, which is great. So that's all going very well. Um, and uh, he still hasn't watched the show. So he won't have heard that story. There, there you go. go. Uh, so Some let's get on. We have a lot to talk about. Uh, remind me who you are, Dimitri, first of all. Hey, my name is Dimitri Movie, and I am on the Popcorn Talks. Uh, this show, Meet the Movie Press, yeah, well, the best show about the business for the business, uh, and people do listen when we have actual category proof of that. Yeah, and I also am on uh, Popcorn Talk Network's Anatomy of a Mover movie, where we actually we we take deep dives into movies and we dissect them and all of its parts. We talk about production. And we, we, it's it's a way above and beyond just your average review show where we actually talk and we will break down points. And today we will be doing First Man and Halloween. I should say, I will be doing First Man and Halloween. I didn't get to see uh, uh, Battle at the El Royale or... Yeah, it's kind of lucky. It's okay. Yeah, okay. it's okay. <laughs> and Scott. Uh, Who are you? Hi, I am Scott Menzel, founder of We Live Entertainment. Uh, you can go to WeLiveEntertainment.com. We That's it. No, and then you oh, can okay, just watch right. another show at 11 a.m. today. That's it. I was going to go out and take a dump. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because no, I knew it's going to take a couple okay, of minutes. Okay, you okay, checked. Okay. So, yeah. Okay, you cool. You checked out yeah, earlier yeah, last yeah, week no. when I said, when we were saying our goodbyes, I no, asked him if he could keep no. it under a half an hour. I was li- I was literally, I was in a meeting no. in London. I was go- waiting to go into a meeting in London. I thought, I'll tune in. And I was like, here we go. Brace yourself. Director's cut to what Scott does. Okay, so we have a lot to get to in the show. Another busy week uh, in Hollywood, thank God. Uh, let's first of all talk about uh, a certain movie that's coming out this week. Uh, we're going to get to box office in full later on. Halloween. Uh, phenomenal uh, opening uh, last night, previews. Uh, $7.7 million, which is great. It's not the best we've had for this kind of movie at this mm-hmm. time of year. It, uh, last year, uh, was $13.5 million for, for Warner Brothers opening weekend, which is great. Uh, this is $7.7 million, though. That is pretty impressive, and it's looking at a $70 million weekend. Not too shabby. Uh, first of all, uh, let's go to our resident uh, Halloween expert, uh, Dimitri. Surprised by that figure and the way that audiences are getting on board, or not at all? We'll talk about the would, film itself I, later. I, I, I had thought that it would be actually a little higher. Mm. Um, you know, but then I was factoring This is just from Thursday. Understood. Understood. And... Um, there were baseball playoffs going on, and, and, mm. and those are actually pulling in a lot of ratings. Mm. So people do like to watch something like that live. I did see it last night at a preview screening, and it was very crowded, if not sold out. The audiences were loving it. Uh, you know, I expect really huge numbers by this. Really, you know, and I think it will over-index by what people are saying. I think so. I think the word of mouth is going to be super strong. Scott, what do you think? Yeah, I think um, ever since the reaction at Toronto... I mean, this movie has been going strong. Every single test screening, every single like fan screening, rave reviews coming out of this movie. Um, I think it, it definitely lives up to the hype. 
And um, it's going to not only have an amazing weekend this weekend, but an amazing weekend next weekend. Yeah. yeah it'll so play right it's, it's going to play really well for at least two weeks, probably three. Yeah, and I was at last weekend. I was in Pasadena for mm-hmm. the fortieth uh, for the Halloween fortieth anniversary. Yeah, that convention. that was busy. It was busy. I was tracking that online. There yeah. were a lot of people there. Yeah, it was busy. I, I spent way too much money. I have a lot of artwork from Hero Complex Gallery, but yeah, it was really busy. But the energy level, yeah, particularly at that um, Halloween the twenty eighteen panel, was amazing. Uh, there was. They were, it was familial with them. They really like were they were amped up. We uh, VIP members got to see the movie at a midnight show on a f- last Friday. Yeah, people were psyched, psyched, and it like even the energy levels at the convention itself to meet the new people. It was fantastic. It really was. A, it was a solid convention. It was very busy. I think it's really shrewd as well for them to have released this like two weekends before yeah. Halloween rather than saving it till next weekend because I think the word of mouth for this I mean, it's going to be a strong opening we know that already and I think we're going to top 70 million I can see it going 75, 80 quite easily um, I think next week as well it's going to be a really interesting box office weekend because I think we're going to see either a really strong hold or we could see it possibly go up because that weekend before Halloween people are looking for a horror movie right. but they're looking for a really good horror movie not just a horror movie to watch because it's Halloween and this genuinely is is one of those i think we're going to see really interesting we're going to see a, a really strong hold films like it and get out and stuff like that where the word of mouth is really really strong and um, we're going to talk about that movie more later on but i just wanted to touch on the box office first of all because that is is really strong while we're talking about halloween let's talk about um jason blum yeah at blumhouse corner uh, big fans yeah. of jason blum here i don't um, think he wants us to be his blumhouse corner though this well, no I no think- no i think <laughs> while, while we're in blumhouse corner yeah. let's talk about this because obviously he made well let's be honest and he admits it was quite a stupid um comment this week right. yeah. um about the fact female directors there aren't that many female directors especially those who can do horror i instantly could reel off like five or six very very capable female directors who either have done or could do horror or have expressed an interest in doing horror it really wasn't difficult jason himself has actually worked with some and helped <coughs> develop some so i'm I, I really genuinely put it down to him not being a, an idiot it was a slip of the tongue and sometimes when he's in a having interviewed him many times he 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 has a train of thought and he just the words kind of sometimes fall out of his mouth and i think he just didn't for one second engage the, the thought process, give it enough thought, and then make the statement. Because I think, had he done that, he wouldn't have said that. It wasn't a, it wasn't a pointed anti-woman thing. It was, a, it was an oversight, and an unfortunate and totally inaccurate oversight on his oh, part. Oh, I agree. And I, and I just want to say that, you know, it's amazing to see how popular Jason Blum is. Mm. Because as soon as that happened, that interview was posted... I mean, it was like my Facebook feed, and then all these articles came out. Here's a list of 10 directors that Jason Blum could mention. You know, like, it's just amazing how powerful of a presence he has now in the industry and how him saying something about there's no female filmmakers, how quickly people were like, dude, you better take that shit back. Yeah. And he did. And he did. And, you know, he owned it. Yeah, he he really did. Really owned it. And he did it in a really great way, whereas I don't think the backlash on this is... No. I think it's negligible, if anything. Like, he came out and really said... That was... I said something really so stupid. stupid. Yeah. Because yeah. I wasn't thinking. And um, I liked the, the note that he posted, actually, because his note is the Jason Blum that you've probably interviewed. Yeah. It was well thought out, yeah. you know? And, and sometimes, I guess, when you're in an interview, some people... Um, you do. Well, say stupid things. Well, not only that. I mean, you kind of <clears throat> well half formed thoughts. Yeah, I think rather than there rather than go. stupid, I yeah. think yeah. half formed thoughts. Yes, and then things can be taken out of context with yep. interviews and stuff like that. You know, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't an audio it, it was an audio interview right with yep. uh, with like written dialogue. So like it, that's much different than on camera where you can kind of show like the this whole show. Thing. Yeah, like this <laughs> show, right? Where people can call us out like last week. They do. Um, yeah, um, but. I, I think, you know, he handled it really well. I do just want to also say to just 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 for a second is that uh, a lot of people in this industry jump on people very quickly now. Yeah. And, you know, it's taken a very long time for female filmmakers to be recognized. And I think it's very important to realize that we, we do live in a 
in a society and it's still taking time that we don't think of these names right away. And I'm not I'm not being passive yeah. to him. What he said was completely wrong. But it's just sometimes, like, you don't think of these names as quickly no. as you think of a Tarantino or a Spielberg no, or, I, you know, Scorsese. I, I 100%, I 100% agree. I see that changing, but I yeah. 100% agree. But I think the average person on the street, when you come to talking about directors, they if you ask them to reel off more than five directors, right. they, they, they right. wouldn't be able to do. They'd be like Chris Nolan, Steven Spielberg, blah, blah, blah. You know, <clears> they, they wouldn't know them, you Michael Scorsese, blah, blah. They, they, they'd reel off like four or five. Yeah. But if you came off, you, you just wouldn't, there wouldn't be a lot of women in there and there wouldn't be the, the notability. But I think there are, I think, again, what I say, I think what he said was, um, was uh, words poorly chosen yes. and it was a half thought. There are plenty of obstacles to women in Hollywood. Sure. Jason Blum is not one of them. No. Not only is he someone who has helped a lot of women in the industry mm-hmm. move forward in the industry, and a number of them spoke out in his, again, were like, that was not particularly well put. It was an inaccurate statement, but here's the proof of the pudding. But also, he is a guy who is continuing to put women in strong roles, front and center yes. in genre. Where, Absolutely. Where they're becoming, you know, it's it's there's there's a really weird area in horror between being the screen queen leader and the tits and victim level of woman in a horror movie. Not only that, I want to point out also diversity. Yeah, I mean, like 100%. look at the, like at the fir- uh, the Purge franchise. Yeah, a hundred percent. He's very he's very progressive in that. Yeah, like, so, black, yeah. So if there are people in Hollywood that are could be considered to be obstacles. Um, he is not one. Right. No. He is not one. And he is fighting a corner with them. It was a very poorly judged statement. Yeah, yeah so and, and those who are listening, forgive me for being political here for a second, but to your point, it's not just the industry that people are jumping down on people for, for, yeah. for you know, anything, right, these days, right? What, what he did that was correct was he immediately owned up to it yes. and said it was stupid. Unlike, you know, a, a particular Supreme Court justice where we don't get apologies for things like that. We don't we, we're not we're in a society today where saying I'm sorry or saying I'm wrong is really not enforced. And Jason Blum came out and said that was a stupid thing of me to say. And he did it very thoughtfully. And to your point, he's not the problem. And I, and I, I do and I do agree. But I think there's a slightly different thing by the fact there's an <clears> element <throat> of deny, 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 where there's an element of deniability because then you've got to prove the other side. And I think there's the fact that with this, where something that is, is quite blatantly disprovable. And also, Jason Blum is in the movie business. And mm. he's in the business of making money. And I'm not, and I'm by certainly by no um, stretch saying he made this apology because he didn't want to lose money but he is in a business especially in a genre that is becoming even more popular it's always been popular with women but even more popular with women especially uh-huh. young women so I think it was it was really responsible of him to not only own it but come out very very quickly and just be really clear about it because you potentially you could cause some problems and alienate your audience I'm not saying it was it, it wasn't it was clearly not money-driven, but that is a different factor that absolutely. has to be included here. No, absolutely, okay. and I think for the next, like, it hasn't been announced yet, but there's potential for a Halloween sequel, yep. which would be interesting to see a female director behind the camera. So when do you think, because I did a poll on this this week, uh, on, on the Twitter, by the way. I, I did, I yeah, did your poll. If you want to follow on Twitter, I do polls on there sometimes, it's at Meet Movie Press uh, on Twitter, so please do follow that, and we're soon launching an Instagram. Um, when do you think that sequel's going to be announced? Because I think that with the Boffo box office this weekend, I can very easily see this being announced on October 31st. It'll have been out for two weeks, it'll have some very solid box office behind it. Clearly this is going to make a profit, out of the gate without even you know <laughs> without even sweating a, you know a drop this right. is not a problem we know that they've already discussed sequels there was the plan for them to do but they were like okay let's be a little bit cautious let's see right. let's which was the right, right way to do it a lot of hollywood don't you know they announce sequels before the movies come out so do when do you think the sequel's going to be do you think it's going to be this week do you think it's going to be october 31st or a another random date in the future scott uh, I'm going to go with your prediction. Because, October 31st. Yeah, because Halloween. what I think is lately, I, I was expecting even with Crazy Rich Asians, like yeah. the day after it had that huge box office that they were going to announce it, and then they didn't, and they waited a couple weeks. I think Halloween sounds like the perfect time to announce the sequel. I, I voted for this coming week. 
Okay. Like yeah. after like sometime in the middle, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, mm-hmm. probably in the latter part. If if in fact there is going to be one. It's going to be news about the next franchise that Blumhouse is going to do in the middle of the week. That's what's going to happen. And here's an exclusive, uh, in case you didn't know, because I haven't seen this anywhere, and I don't believe the trailer's actually online. Dimitri, over breakfast this morning, you told me there is a certain Blumhouse movie yes. whose trailer debuts in theaters It was on Halloween. before Halloween. Yes, tell me and about it was it. happy birthday to you. Uh, oh, my God, thank you so much. Yeah. Happy birthday to thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, my God. Welcome back. I was so touched. Thank you. <laughs> no, it, it, was, it was great. And when you talk about, <laughs> yeah. like, a woman in a role, like, they found... The I I am so smitten by this actress in Happy Birthday to me and now into you. The premise now they take it farther in way I was like I was laughing. I was like this is this looks so good. I was very I had a grin ear to ear, and it wasn't just because I was going to watch Halloween for the third time. It was because I was I had no idea this trailer was going to be on. Yeah, and it actually delivered. Smart, the good. Happy Death Day. I loved Happy Death Day to you. I'm genuinely psyched about. I mean, we're saying over over breakfast. Obviously, you don't watch us having breakfast. That would be weird. <laughs> um, I was saying that I, I think Not even pretty. though um, Happy Death Day was well received critically and with audiences, and it did decent box office, that movie is something that a lot of us continue to recommend to people. And I think they're finding it on streaming services and and DVDs and and Blu-rays and everything else. And I think that the box office for the sequel is going to be quite a considerable step up on the first one. of course. Because it was an unknown brand. I mean, when they did it at Halloween Horror Nights last year, where I know you're going back tonight, um, it was really a case of people didn't know what this movie was. You were really relying on that level of engagement. Now it's out. The word is spreading. People are discovering it after it's been in theatres on airlines and stuff like that. And I've yet to find somebody who who didn't at least like it, if not love it. Yeah. So I think we, you know, I think we're really going to see an increase in that I box agree. office. I'm psyched for it. Yeah, I, I mean, I recommended it to people who necess- who aren't necessarily horror fans. Yeah. <laughs> they well, got back to me. That's and they the said, thing. I mean, there's right. a lot of people, and we'll, we'll move on from this in yeah. a second because we had a lot to cover. But um, uh, there's a lot of people who aren't into horror. My wife yeah. is one of them who um, engage with Blumhouse content because it's there's something else there yeah. as well. Yeah. It's not it's not purely horror. And I'd love pure horror as well, but there's something else there. There's something else that draws them in. And he's like a he's like a fucking Hitchcock. Yeah. Seriously. He has a way of drawing audiences in that wouldn't usually go and see this kind of movie. That is is really quite remarkable. Yeah. As so. he says, he focuses on story. Yeah. It's one thing to scare and he, you know, in his movies. Again, not yeah. all of them have been fantastic. Not always, right? I'm just saying. Not all of them have but been a not hit. Not all of them have been a, a lot hit. Of them, a not lot all of them have been fantastic. But yeah. the ones that are a hit, you can single them out because they've been written well. They're clever enough, you know. And then they're great movies. You know, happy birthday to you or to me is happy it's, death day. It's, it's, it's happy death day. I'm sorry, happy. I'm just no, I just you. I know someone's going to pick that up. Uh, yeah. Happy death day. No, you're right. Happy death day, and and it's Groundhog Day meets Scream. Yeah, that's what it is, and it's a lot of fun. And, and before we go to the next topic, right? Remember yep. how he said that we were we were imitating him? Yeah, right. right? Yeah. He just said box office boffo not but five minutes mm-hmm. ago. Who said that last yep. week? Yep. That was me. Yeah, yeah. I'm just that. saying we're, we're all just... becoming one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm this sorry. is it. I'm so sorry. Nerd yeah. osmosis. Yeah. It's hard. Uh, <laughs> uh, just a quick look at the chat. Uh, a lot of people saying welcome back. Uh, people congratulating the show for the last couple of weeks. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Uh, Glamour yeah. is saying Halloween rocks $80 million box office. I think that's going to be easy. Uh, Zayas, uh, I've been way too busy in grad doctorate school. Uh, we'll have to wait until ah. Thanksgiving week or Christmas holidays to catch up on movies. Uh, Zayas <laughs> B, uh, get your education. Uh, yeah, it's seriously, movies can wait. They're going to be there forever. Don't worry about it. Uh, Glamoury, uh, congrats, uh, but you're going miss, to uh, miss a lot of between now and then. Absolutely. Uh, Zena Mousing, welcome back, Simon. Sky saying, hello, beautiful, humble, and funny, and entertaining human beings. Oh, So I'm thank not you. sure what Sky oh, is watching. I, I uh, really not watching. Sure. But he also says, at Simon Thompson, Scott and Dimitri, <laughs> uh, which is great. So uh, thank, thank you so you. much. A lot of people saying they really enjoyed the show over the last couple of weeks, uh, which, which is great. And lots of chat. So do join in. If you watch this live, uh, there is a chat that goes on alongside. If you want to follow us on social media as well it's at meet movie press and you can find me at showbiz simon on twitter and instagram i gotta be honest too, yeah. too scott and i talked about this mm. like a lot while you're away going we're so afraid of the cold open 
Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> he said nobody, nobody puts down no, a cold no, open yeah. like yeah. you. And it was like, I can't live. Well, up to I think that. of a less, gotta... of a, less of a cold open and more of a warm entrance, uh, which oh, is wonderful. Uh, let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> move okay, on. so uh, some cats announcement this week. Uh, Idris Elba joining Cats the Musical, reportedly play the villain of the piece, and announced yesterday Dame Judi Dench. <laughs> is going to be joining uh, the cast, which is... Um, I'll be honest with you. I know I like musicals. I know a lot of people are really... I love musicals. They're kind of slagging this movie off. They're kind of anti the movie. Um, whether it's because James Corden's in it, and I know he's not everybody's cup of tea, or Taylor Swift. I'm, I really like this cast, and I'm genuinely looking forward to the movie. Um, what are you thinking about the casting announcements? I, I'm excited Mitch about Mitch. this, too. I mean, uh, I love musicals. Yep. Uh, anyone who knows me, every time I go see a musical movie, they know I'm going to pretty much love it. Um, I'm so excited about this. I, I mean, for James Cor- Corbin, uh, you know, he's someone who I feel like when he does voice work, I, he always distracts me. He takes me out of the movie. <laughs> I can't. I can't take him because he just his his voice is so dis, you know distinguished. Mm. But you know, seeing him in this type of movie, I'm all for it. Taylor Swift, perfect for this type of Ian film. Ian McKellen. Yep. And then you got you know Idris Elba, who yeah. you know we've, we've talked about this before. He doesn't always get the best roles, so I think this is a good good one for him. How can you say that Taylor Swift is perfect for this? What has she been in to prove? Because she okay. has a singing talent, and she's well, she's a great performer. If you've ever been to any of her shows, I'm a fan. That's okay. If you've been to her show, you'll see. She's really I, good at performing. Yeah. And she also toilets in a litter box. <laughs> <laughs> A uh, little known fact there about Taylor Swift. Fresh start. Yeah, and she comes that's and goes great. from yeah. her house through a cat flap <laughs> to get ready for all. So, uh, that's how she avoids of, the media. You know, don't say you don't get the inside track from uh, from Hollywood. Yeah, uh, just saying. Uh, she go method. Uh, that's, that, that's out of the box yeah, thinking. It is out of Anyways, the box. Uh, you know, Ooh, that stinks. <laughs> um, you know... It, first thing about cats is i'm actually surprised it's taken this long yeah yeah me too and they i have tried know. to do it a number of times yeah. though and i don't know if it was because like years ago rent came out and didn't didn't exactly set the world afire mm. um and and i just wonder like because cats is a commodity as a broadway commodity right. i mean didn't it just end its run what with like about a year ago it, it not came ago? back and then yeah. it did back, another yeah. smaller run yeah so I, i'm just surprised it's taken this long i, I you know, with Rent, the reason why that didn't do well is because of the PG-13 rating. Mm-hmm. They tried mm-hmm. to make it too much family-friendly. Parent. Yeah, yeah. It was not a smart move on their part. I still like the movie, but again, it does not compare to the actual Broadway play. Right. Um, Cats, I think it's just, it's weird, because I think it was like a cult classic in like the 70s and the 80s. Mm. And I feel like there's... There's nothing about it right now that's really kind of time timely, right? But also, but. on that point, which I agree with, see Exhibit A, Mamma Mia. I love Mamma Mia. See Exhibit B, Mamma Mia. Here we go again. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think there's a lot of this stuff that is... I mean, I was talking... I was on a red carpet last night talking to Rumor, um, Rumor Willis. Oh. And she's like a massive Cher fan. She's in the, huh. the new video for, for Cher's new track, which was an ABBA album. And she was saying she's always loved ABBA. And she's right, late 20s, 30. Um, so I think there's there's certain things, certain especially in musical theatre, things that just last, you know? I mean, we could say the same thing about, uh, I don't know, Shakespeare movies and stuff like that. You know, they, they, they have an audience. I mean, musicals are kind of a, a separate fish. But I think if, if the tunes are good, and I think if the cast is good, it will drop it. I mean, Lame is. Lame is isn't sexy. No. Massive hit. Yeah. You know, massive hit. Award nominated. Um, and I think, I mean, even even you can have a successful musical where you don't have that heritage. Things like La La Land. Um, I think the musicals, there's always a hard audience for musicals in, in the thing. I mean, it's still, it's a shame to me that Rock of Ages wasn't a hit. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I, I love that movie. I know it's not a great movie, but I love it anyway. Um, and I just, you know, there's still a hardcore audience. But I was like, rock sure. musicals. But no, I think there's I think there's room for this. I mean, a lot of Disney movies are effectively sub-musicals. Oh, they, oh I yeah. Mean, they're yeah. animated Because they, they're movies. animated, but they have, you know, big song and dance I numbers mean, in small, and stuff like I mean, that. Smallfoot's, Beauty- Smallfoot's a good example that came out yeah. a couple of weeks ago. It's doing very well. Oh. At the box office, yeah. 
the movie of what you're wearing yeah, your shirt Nightmare for? Before Christmas, yeah, right? Nightmare Before it's Christmas. Yeah. I mean, not, yeah. yeah, but not not a. Some, some would not. We've had this debate before. Some people would not consider it as a musical musical, but it is a film that has strong musical elements that people would people might consider to be musical. Sure. So, I mean, I just think I think Cats is going to be a hit. I think with this cast, I think with the the heritage, I think it'll reignite people in this. I mean, the fact that it can still tour decades later, things like Starlight Express. You know, you can still come back and do regional tours and stuff. And with the likes of Hamilton. You know, right. Hamilton has made musicals really cool again. And things that, are, to be honest with you, about subjects that are not particularly sexy um, or cool. I mean, history. Right. You know? Well, I think... As much as I love history, it ain't sexy. No. But as far as the movies go, musicals have had a bit of a renaissance. Yeah, they have. You know, when yeah. you look at movies like La La Land and then The Greatest Showman last year, right? So... People gravitate towards them. People well, they're great like escapism. Yeah, as well. Yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, exactly. a star is born. A star right. is born. You know, Bohemian um, Rhapsody. I'm Bohemian telling Rhapsody. you right now, this movie is going to be huge. Musically driven narratives, right. even if they're not a musical and per se by definition. Spielberg, whether people like it or not, West, West Side, Side Story. Story mm-hmm. So yeah. we have Cats. So I'm not Paul Blart, Mall Cop. No, that wasn't, yes. that wasn't, that wasn't <laughs> a musical. Well, That's right. Paul Part Blart, two, the musical. Hollywood listens to us. Yeah. Don't start that. Don't listen to that. <laughs> Shut up. Although Kevin James is available. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think Cats is quite exciting. Uh, before we move on to the next topic, I just want to give uh, a little bit of recognition. Uh, while I was in London, um, I was having a meeting with one of my, uh, one of my clients, the Daily Telegraph, um, quite a good newspaper. If you uh, if you've ever heard of that, it's quite, quite a, well known. quite a big deal. Uh, and they know they know their onions. Uh, they don't just write about onions; they write about a lot of other things. Um, and uh, when I was in a meeting, being introduced to all the, uh, the the big cheeses there, not actual cheese, they're human beings. Um, someone turned around and was like Simon Thompson. I was like, I didn't do it. Whatever it was, I didn't do it. Um, but yeah, um, Elizabeth McLeod um, is uh, part of the entertainment team uh, at the Daily Telegraph and is a not only a regular listener to the show, but a big fan of the show. Ah. Um, so uh, a awesome. number of faces who were like, who's this guy? Uh, suddenly were told that we have this great show. Uh, so clearly she's never actually listened to it. <laughs> Although I appreciate it, because this is terrible. <laughs> or watched. Or, or watched. <laughs> no, uh, which is fine. I mean, you know, look at this. Um, but yeah, no, amazing. So um, uh, Elizabeth McLeod, we really, uh, really appreciate your support. Um, and especially as... Uh, you made me look quite fancy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> made me look quite fancy. And I really appreciate that. It's awesome. So I keep meeting people who listen to the show. Um, and people really appreciate You met people at Telluride. Um, you know, I've met people here in, uh, you know, in LA and in London and other places who listen to the show and they really enjoy it. So yeah. people do listen and people Toronto, do enjoy it. People in Toronto were trying to meet up with yeah, me. Yeah, I think I mean, it's, it's great. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah. And, and thank they, you everyone for supporting this show. We really appreciate it. Yeah. And I'll, my dad watches. Which is great. And your dad watches. Which is great. So, yeah. Um, we really appreciate that, and we appreciate the feedback, too. It's it's great. Yeah. Uh, constructive feedback is always appreciated. Abuse is never appreciated. Uh, so less abuse and be constructive. Uh, and constructive doesn't mean say what I want you to say. That is not constructive feedback. <laughs> that is not what that is. Uh, but please uh, do... And uh, I, do, I do just want to say for last yep. week, um, you know, there was a couple comments about a, co- a joke that Dimitri made last week. Um... You know, we do apologize for that. Uh, I I know people uh, personally who have had stuff that happened, and I know that it's. I've learned the hard way that that's not the best thing to joke about. That's all I will say. Well said. Um, but yes, if you like the show, like, what? share, what subscribe. You don't know what you said. It's fine. Like, <laughs> like, okay. like, 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 share, <laughs> and to subscribe. You can find us on iTunes, and of course, you can now find this show on Spotify. So if you know your friends don't do iTunes or whatever, send them a link to Spotify. If they don't do Spotify, send them a link to iTunes or YouTube. You can find us in so many places now, <laughs> kind of like sand uh, <laughs> or a litter box uh, or. Uh, <laughs> Well, chlamydia. (laughs) Okay, so uh, potential They Live sequel teased by John Carpenter this week. Also, John Carpenter taking a bit of an issue with Dwayne Johnson's Big Trouble in the Little China sequel. Let's talk about They Live 2 sequel. Uh, For me, it is a massive yes, please. Uh, I have watched that. I discovered that movie completely by accident in a video store uh, when I was a kid (laughs) uh, back in the 1800s. It was VHS. Um, And I had no idea really what the movie was. At that time, I wasn't a massive John Carpenter fan. Uh, I still absolutely love that movie. Um, it's a great movie. I think 
in the current political climate, um, I think it would actually work really, really well. Um, I'd be very open to this. And I think, obviously, the fact that we've got Halloween, with John being involved in that as well, would be great. And if Blumhouse were to take that on as a project, they clearly have a partnership that works. Um, I'd be very on board for that. Um, problem is, the originals are classic. People often have a problem with sequels to classic movies in case they're not as good. Dimitri, my first only, on this. My only issue is it's a sequel, what, 25 years after the original. Yeah. Like, it, it's 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 a timing. It's a timing thing. Um, and while they live, you can call it a cult classic. Uh, you know, I enjoy the movie. I'm not saying I'm not on board. Mm. My only issue is how it's very easy to make it relevant today, I think, yep. thematically. Yep. However... It was just so long ago that the first one came out. It would have to be some clever marketing. But you don't even have to. I know some people will instantly go, oh, libtards. Um, you don't even have to set it in the U.S. You could True. you could set it outside of the U.S. You could set it in the U.K. You could set it in various other countries. True. You could set it in parts of uh, the African subcontinent. You know, you don't necessarily have to go, oh, fuck, they attack Trump again. Me, me, me. You, you can I set think. it in, in various different places. It yeah. doesn't have to be a replication. Sure. Scott. I, I mean, I feel the same way. I think it, it's something that enough time has passed yeah. that they can do something totally new with it, and I don't think anyone will mind. Make it a musical. Make it a no! musical. All women. No. All women. All women. Horror <laughs> mo- that would go down well. Can you imagine the incels? Can you, they'd love that. I say no. No, they'd not be a queuing musical. up around the block. Um, no, I think it'd be great. I mean, the fact that I think John Carpenter's been brought in, I mean, he made a, he made a joke this week and said, you know, there's money involved, let's talk. Oh, yeah. Uh, which I think he was part joking. Um, but I clearly, clearly, so. he's got his groove back, you know? And I think working with... I think for a while with John Carpenter, John Carpenter has put his name on a number of movies that, that really are not right. good. Right. Really not good. Right. Um, so we can't just go, oh, my God, he's a master and everything he touches turns to gold. Some of the things he's touched have turned to shit. Um, but... I think he's found a partnership with Blumhouse, and I think there are other studios as well that would want to work with him and other production companies that I think really there are lots of ideas and lots of stories that he could continue to do uh, that I think we could really see a renaissance. And, you know, let's be really honest. John Carpenter's career has taken a dip over the last couple of years, and we're not going to have John Carpenter for much longer. No, from what so I understand. So I think really it would, I would love to see John Carpenter's sort of final decades Right. Really, be a, a return. You know, let's have a John Asons. Huh. You know, let's have Carpenter back. Let's put him back on that Hollywood pedestal where he's given the opportunity to make amazing. And they don't have to be huge blockbuster movies, but let's just have him back to make right. some absolute classic and help that. Do another Wes Craven. You know, like the revival with Scream. Yeah. Let's let's yeah. go out on a high with John Carpenter. Yeah, from what I understand, and I, I'm not. I don't know this to be 100% true, though, but I understand his eyesight, his vision is not good, which could make it hard to direct. I'm not saying that as a joke, but I do, from what I understand, Mm. his vision has has failed. Um, Listen, with what he was able to accomplish on Halloween... You know, if you're going to be a producer, and he he actually, too, he, he granted massive insight and suggestion, which... Um, was taken very seriously, mm. and they listened to his suggestion. Yes. Um, so David Gordon Green uh, went into a huge story at the convention, how they had had a whole prologue written, and they were constructing the set to film the prologue, which was going to be the end, uh, take place right literally at the end of the original Halloween, yep. and Carpenter said, get rid of it, you don't need it. And they, they they did say, well, we want it. He goes, nope, people, if they haven't seen it, it's okay. Mm, if right. they have seen it, they know where you're picking up right. off from. You're wasting time, money. You don't need it. And they repurposed the set, and they, did, they, they, they went along with what he said. So even though he's, what, like an executive producer, right. he had clout. People listened to what he said. Yep. He I mean, it, it is his baby, after all. I mean, this is... this is it's a big like, baby. Yeah, I mean, it really is a big baby. It's a big baby. It's a big baby but that a, has went on for 40 years. This baby has grown into true. a full man. And those movies are just, like, amazing. I mean, yeah. you know, the, like, the fog is coming back into movie oh, yeah. theaters this Halloween in 4K. The thing, remember the when, thing? The, when that re-release came out? And I would much rather have him involved 
involved in, you know, if they're going to do a, a movie, a, you know, a sequel or a, or a reboot or whatever. Because the thing they tried to do a couple of years ago, you know, it, I, it just, yeah. just didn't really work. Yeah, it was a prequel. Yeah, I, a prequel. I like it. It, just, it had Mary Elizabeth. It did have Mary Elizabeth yeah. Wednesday. It, it did, but I mean, still, it wasn't really something that was particularly, you know, great. Um, but I think if he was involved, I think it increases the chance of it actually being... You know, really, potentially something quite interesting. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to the big trouble in Little China thing, though. He has a bit of a problem with that. Um, not entirely surprised. Um, if it's something he's not involved in, I can see him having a little bit of, you know, a problem with that. But I'm, I can only assume uh, there are conversations that have been had behind the scenes that maybe he hasn't been involved for whatever reason. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm still as much as I love John Carpenter. I'm very intrigued to see what what they're going to do with this Dwayne Johnson. You know, we've had the conversation about bringing Kurt Russell back in some way. I mean, Kim Cattrall's available. Um, <laughs> you know, I think we should, you know, look at that. But I mean, why do you think he's got so much of a, an issue with that? I mean, I think a lot of people feel this is one of those movies that I think is such a cult classic that it, I see a lot of people actually still actively upset that they're re- redoing it. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, I know what, it's a sequel, but like, I think people are just really upset about this one. I think in part, <laughs> you watched this and listened to this show where, oh. <laughs> where I voice, hey, I'm giving credit yeah. to the show. I, I mean, I'm with him. I, I just don't, yeah. I don't understand. Yeah, I'm sort of kind of with him on this. I mean, I like Big Trouble in Little China. Mm -hmm. It would have been nice when you talk about him getting involved. Yeah. This is a movie Carpenter should be 100% involved with. This Again, this is another one of those movies that was his baby. He solidified his relationship with Kurt Russell. It is a fun movie. And I don't know how you go on without involving John Carpenter in one way, shape, or form. For me, though, the upside of this, whether whether he's involved or not, is the fact that I still love Big Trouble in Little China. I've, I've yeah, watched yeah. it again quite recently, and I you know I think it's a great movie. It wasn't a hit at the time. It got, no. it got massively overlooked, and there's a, an entire generation who don't really know this movie exists. Right. So for me, it's such a great movie, and I think it deserves more attention. If, for me, the flip side of the fact that, first of all, the sequel would be hopefully good, and it, you know, generally with the rock, it tends to be a good result. Um, I think then it'll make people go back and discover the original and perhaps get that the love that it truly deserves as a movie. Um, you know, and again, appreciation for Carpenter's work. So I entirely understand and I agree with you why he would be upset about it. But I just think that the overall win here is the fact that people will discover some of his work and that original movie as well. And I think I just trust in The Rock, you know. Um, I think Dwayne, he's pretty good. I mean, okay, I don't like all his movies, and I'll be happy to criticize him when I don't. But I just think he'll deliver something, you know, solid uh, as a as a rock. Well, uh, <laughs> we shall see. Oh, Again, this isn't like, like this was more of an original concept. This wasn't like John Carpenter. Like, this isn't rebooting Christine. Yeah. Right, 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 would, right. You know, and adapted. Um, you know, he took his money for the fog because people forget there was a fog remake. Yes, yeah, didn't do really well. It was no. terrible. It was terrible. It was it terrible. Really was. Yeah. So <clears throat> it's it, for, for me, it's just tough because this is one of his originals, and to not have him involved in any which way, shape, or form to move the story forward. Well, that's probably why he's really pissed yeah. about it. In all fairness, you're right. It's not an adaptation of something. Right. So I, you know, I would be more on board. If he were on board yeah, with this movie. Interesting. Film nerd Jamie saying general public will not care about another big trouble just like in 1986. They didn't care about the Tim Allen one either. No. No. <laughs> oh, God. No. Oh. How long have you had that oh. in your pocket? Oh, good God. How much did Tim <laughs> Allen pay you to get a mention on the show? Oh, my God. God. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah, well wow. that, that I remember seeing that movie. I was just... That's one of the movies that I've almost walked out of. I liked it. I, I liked it. I think there was something about you. I know. There's, you know me. I have some weird taste. That's, right. that's, true. that's very true. Uh, Sky Patterson coming up, as usual, with some really interesting ideas. Um, they Live Reboot with John Carpenter producing and scoring. I mean, Quentin Tarantino or Taylor Sheridan or Roxanne Benjamin directing for Universal slash Bumhouse or Warner Brothers or Netflix. Maybe? Question mark? Mm. Mm. I think it would have to be yeah don't do I, I would think it would have to be universal yeah I would say universal and I think it would have to be big screen rather than going yeah. going Netflix I think right. but it's an interesting idea there okay um, actor uh, associated with Bond because there's a why in the day um, <laughs> Bond watch a Game of Thrones star Richard Madden uh, could be the next 007 says totally unsubstantiated rumour uh, I could be the next Bond can, can, I, can I tell you something all this talk about Bond 
makes me care less and less about the movie. Well, this, I'm uh, so over this movie. Let, I mean, uh, this this unsubstantiated rumor basically came out of the fact that there's a TV show that's been on the BBC in the UK yes. called The Bodyguard, yes. which has done phenomenally well and has Richard Madden in one of the lead roles, and everybody's been going crazy for Richard Madden. This same conversation happened after the night manager was on TV and Tom Hiddleston. And it was like, Tom Hiddleston's going to be the next Bond, blah, blah, blah. Lots of people put bets in the bookies. I give this absolutely no kudos as it stands. There is nothing apart from the fact that he was in a thing and he was good in the thing. So put him in another thing where he might be good at that thing. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. That's basically yes, yes it is. what this is. I'm tired. Well, I'm just tired of the talk. He's a man. Because, too. I'm well, so I'm tired of it. I'm tired of the talk because we know Daniel Craig's got one more. <laughs> and he's doing yeah. one, and it's like, but this is what Hollywood does today. Like they they haven't even released one movie, and they're talking about. But the this three isn't movies this isn't Hollywood. Yeah. This is this is our colleagues in the industry, like sure. so, just trying to find something to freaking post for clickbait. Then okay, say like, yeah. well, here th- we th- go. This is this is the copy and paste mentality yes. that is is absolutely soiling the industry. Yes. like a motel sheet. <laughs> it is just I, I just God. Weird. I wish people would stop reading these things and i wish the industry would stop feeding these sites with access to content because then they will die and actual then the really good people who work for these sites will be able to get jobs on actual proper sites that do proper news and it's not cut and paste Mm -hmm. let's change the industry and people stop clicking on these stories, yeah. stop it! It's like why did you? There's nothing. I'm amazed to you didn't have this Batman and uh, Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck news on here this week that everyone posted. Uh, I hear, the, I hear the same people. Yeah. and Bond is yeah. going to be Batman. Yeah, right, right, right. Like, oh my god! We just have to, seriously. The industry is absolutely riddled with these but kind of things, and it, I think it it's making a mockery of of the industry. And also, look, you know, if you're this whole copy and paste stuff is pointless. It's pointless. The minute that something breaks on an industry site, someone rips it off. Right. Someone rips it off and sticks it on another site. And it just devalues what is what people are, are really working hard for. It doesn't help anybody. No. It doesn't help anybody. And you actually, you don't get that many clicks from it. Because if you've got the same as everybody else, everybody's clicking on the same shit on different sites. Right. So there's, there's really no value to it. Do something different. Right. Don't just copy and paste. And don't just do any old rumor that is there. Yeah, you know, it's there's no point. Everybody wants to have the information first that they think information. If every restaurant's a McDonald's, well, where's the choice? But it's it's information they think is cool, and they want to be the first one to get it out to all their followers. I would so it perpetuates the stupidity, and it's all about it's what you said. I would, yeah, what you were saying about we perpetuate this, yeah. But in a sense, though, too, I gotta go like Hollywood today too is very obsessed about, oh, we're making this movie. Oh, and then in 2025, we're going to have this... We're casting this person in the sequel. Mm. Like, they're casting people from, for, for oh, movies. Oh, my God, yeah, I know. And it's, like, ridiculous at this point. And I, and I want to watch the movie. But I don't even mind... I don't even mind, like, the, the, the dream casting. Who do you think could play these roles articles? I think they're <laughs> fine. But I just think when... I would rather some of these outlets report something that is inaccurate that they've heard as a story or they're working on as a story and then have it debunked than just have the same as everybody else. Because at least there is some sort of attempt to find a story. Sometimes you get stories wrong. I absolutely agree. But I, I just think I would rather have someone try to do some innovative journalism that doesn't, doesn't end up going somewhere than just repeating other speculation that hasn't gone anywhere. That's all it is nowadays. I mean, everyone, like, someone posts one story and then it's exclusive to them and then everyone else takes it and there's a rehash version of it on 17 different sites. It's the one Um, of the main reasons, I I just want to say, it's one of the main reasons on my website I don't freaking post news. Because, Uh like, it's like, you're going to go to Variety, you're going to go to Hollywood Porter to read that. I post all original content. And Mm -hmm. I'm very proud of that. And anyone who contributes to the site posts original content. That's what's important in this industry to have something that's unique and exclusive to your outlet. Yeah, right. And that can be that can be like ranking movies by yeah. your own opinions, and it doesn't have to be the definitive ranking. No. It's by your opinion. Just do something that puts some fucking effort in. Yes, right. 
Put some effort in yes. and prove that what you're doing is is worth reading. And don't do like, we learn blah, blah, blah about blue, 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 and then you click through and there's absolutely oh nothing about that in yes. there at all. And it ju- we need, just need to stop that. But we can only stop that when people stop clicking on stuff like that. Oh. Um, but there you go. I'll move on from that. I'll just get down off my soapbox. I'm now approximately <laughs> three foot five tall. Uh, also breaking this week, Annabelle 3, Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga uh, will play the Warrens in the spin-off sequel. Filming has started. I can tell you, uh, which is great. I was on I was on the Warner Brothers tour a couple of weeks ago, um, and I had a very nice uh, tour guide. Uh, I was there with a friend of mine who was over, and I don't think she was supposed to tell us uh, that on Soundstage 36 at Warner <laughs> Brothers at the moment, the door was open, and she very happily told us that that's where they were building the sets for Annabelle 3, where production was starting in a ah. couple of weeks. So we know this week that, obviously, uh, Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga have actually joined the cast. The sets are built. They're on Soundstage 36 at Warner Brothers. Uh, yeah, which was amazing. I don't think she was supposed to <laughs> tell anyone. Uh, the door was open, and I'll be honest with you, from what I saw from the back... There's buildings in there. There's structures. Yeah. There's structures in there. It looked like a lot Hot of wood. Skip buildings in the movie. Uh, but yeah, so that's great. There's so a catwalk. Did you see a catwalk? I did not see a catwalk. Uh, um, I did not, not see a, a cat set. run. I did not see anything. Uh, but yeah, so cat, so yeah. yeah, so there's definite movement on Annabelle three, and we also have a release date as well, which is quite good. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I did not like, and I've said this before. I did not like the first Annabelle movie. Uh, Annabelle uh, creation, I thought was absolutely superb. Was that's up there with. That's my second favorite movie in the Conjuring universe behind the Conjuring yeah. uh, by, by, by some considerable mile. I mean, it's a great movie. Uh, Annabelle 3, I'm genuinely really excited to see. And I, Obviously, the idea behind that is going to be the fact it's going to be like this, the, all the other the haunted in, you know, articles are, are involved as well, which is going to be great. Um, I'm super psyched for this. I really am Me super too. psyched for it. And it's great to have um, Patrick and Vera um, going to be Who's popping directing? up. Uh, it's me. No, it's not. Uh, <laughs> off, off, I don't know. Uh, off the top of my head, maybe someone's got the answer on that. But it would be great head, if it was know. the guy that, that, that directed Annabelle Creation. It's not, because he's doing Shazam. Fair yes. enough. Xeno uh, Hour uh, saying, The Nun 2, Valek having none of it. Mm. <laughs> yeah? yeah. Uh, I would go for The Nun 2, uh, Nuns on the Run. It's Gary <laughs> Doberman. Ah, Gary. Gary. Okay. What has Gary done before? Let's say. So while he's I'm going to assume not a huge amount because they've they've obviously had directors work on these films who who have done some sure. stuff but not a huge amount of stuff well, previously. What I will say, yeah. is I'm wondering too if this brings Conjuring in a sense in a complete circle because if I remember, mm-hmm. the Conjuring opens up with the Annabelle doll. It does, right? Yeah, yeah. And they talk about how and Annabelle plays a part in that movie. Yeah. So I wonder if this is the Warrens. In like yeah. we've come up to the timeline where the Warrens are investigating mm-hmm. this that would doll, be interesting. which would be cool. Which would be really, really cool. Like, how do they get possession of it? Put it in their 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 flea market of horror there. Yeah. So that would be cool. Flea market of horror. I would yeah. watch that. <laughs> it's oh, coming okay, soon. I'm going, I'm going Paramount, three. Paramount's doing it. Don't okay. worry about it. Um, <laughs> is it going to have Jack Black in it? Yes, Sorry. it is. Uh, so Gary is a writer, yeah. and he wrote the first Annabelle. He wrote the second Annabelle. He wrote It, The Nun. He's doing this one. He's doing It Chapter 2, and he's doing a swap. Swamp Thing TV series that he's also writing. Yeah, I'm on board. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Uh, talking yeah, of cool things, uh, I don't know if you saw this. I wrote a piece for Forbes this week. A little bit quiet on there because obviously I've been in the UK. Uh, the McDowell's recreation. Uh, do you remember last year? Yes. Fat Sal's in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Uh, dear God, go hungry if you go there. Um, they are doing a recreation of uh, <laughs> the McDowell's restaurant from Coming to America, which last year proved so incredibly popular. It was um, huge. It was huge. There were people queuing around the block. I've done a piece on it for Forbes and talking about this year's event. They've actually stepped it up a bit this year. Uh, cast from the movie came by last year. Arsenio Hall was tweeting about it. Obviously from the movie, uh, God, John Legend was like going past going, what the fuck is this? <laughs> uh, so he did an Instagram story about it. Last year... They did hardly any publicity for it, and it was a massive success. Uh, this year, they've got billboards in Hollywood. They've got a Soul Glow one. They've got some sexual so, chocolate. Uh, a genius, a genius marketing by these that's guys. Awesome. Um, but yeah, it's 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 back this year. It's back for a couple of days from the 28th right through to Halloween. If you're in Hollywood, 
or hungry in LA, huh. uh, be prepared to wait because the queues are going to be long. But seriously, you can have uh, sexual chocolate shakes. Ah. Uh, they're doing the Big Mick. They've got Zamunda fries. Um, yeah, it's seriously, it's it's great. And they do a really good job. They do a really good job. They've got the Big Mac. We've got the Big, big Mick. Mick. Yeah. They've got so golden it's great. archers. Yeah. People dressed <laughs> up as characters last year. I've done a piece. It's called uh, uh, That McDowell's Recreation is Coming to America Again this Halloween. So check it out. It's on Forbes. But seriously, if you're in L.A., uh, the uh, 28th right through to Halloween, uh, you need to get down there and do that. But they, those okay. guys are going to be busting their asses serving long, long queues yes. of people all day. So uh, it's worth trying out. I mean, did you guys get to go last year no, at I all? Did not. The three no. of us should go. We should yeah. do. The three we of should us do. should go. Yeah. I've actually got, I think I've got a quiet week that week. So yeah, currently, we I mean, I was that. Bring a camera. Yeah. We should do a show yeah. right from the <laughs> Yeah, that would be hysterical. That'd be so much fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, but actually, I'm going to try and get Josh uh, from from uh, from uh, Fat Sales to come on the show next week and tell us some more about that, which is great. But I just wanted to mention that because I know some people are going to be talking about that. Uh, we have ten minutes left on the show, so I'm just going to very quickly run through a lot of little bits of news, and then we'll do releases. Uh, the Flash movie is being delayed again; may not now come out until 2021. We have one movie for 2021, people. 2021. <laughs> Take your bets. 2021. Uh, surprised, upset. I love, I loved uh, Ezra Miller in this, yep. in this, as this character. He's one of the reasons that they pushed this back because of his uh, obviously um, Fantastic, Fantastic Beasts Beast. schedules. Yeah. Yep. yeah, I'm, I'm still looking forward to it. I'm still on board. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. Out of Justice fair. League, he was a character that I, I wanted to see more out of. I, love I, I, him. I really I do, him. I think he has such a dynamic personality. Yeah, he started out in in the in independent film world, and he was such right. a serious actor. Right, and he was like, this is like this dark, serious guy. And then, like the last couple of years. I mean, he came out in Comic-Con last year dressed as Toad. I mean, he's just so animated and personable. I yeah. love him. Uh, new Tom and Jerry, Scooby-Doo and Flintstones movies in the works? Of course. Why not? Why not? <laughs> the, the Flintstones with John Goodman is one of the few movies I've actually walked out of. Yeah. The first the one? First one? The, first the first one's not that bad. The first the second, one with Rick Moranis yeah. is actually the first one. one. No. Second, second one with Martin Viva, Las, Viva yeah. Rock Vegas? Yeah. Oh, that right. one's bad. <laughs> yeah. That one's bad. I was at Universal when we released the first one, and I have to say, growing up watching the Flintstones, yeah. they, 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 they got it. Yeah. Like, um, right now, I, mean, I, I forget the, the director's name, but but they got it, and, and the jokes were there. The second one was awful. It's so okay, it, Simon. It's not wait, okay. Wait, you it's not like, okay. Not okay. Wait, you, but are you? You're talking the first one. What happened to the, the first Jetsons one? The first movie. one. I, I By hate the way, it. where's the Jetsons movie where we've been talking no, well, about that for showbiz, decades? That showbiz. That yeah, showbiz. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Tim's story is attached to the uh, Tom and Jerry movie. Scooby Doo's going to be, you know, Flintstones. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't even know if the, the kids care about the Flintstones and no, stuff anymore. No. You know? I, but interest, interestingly, the sets from the Flintstones, um, those are still around. A lot yes. of them in the middle of a desert, not far from LA, uh, I believe. And you can actually then go and visit and go to these really quite decrepit, sad, and quite terrifying uh, <laughs> homes. If you're looking to make a cheap mo- a horror movie. Um, I mean, that'd be a great place to do it. Um, yeah. yeah. So is Scooby-Doo going to be live action again, or are I'm, we going to go animated? I don't know. I mean, Scooby-Doo... Listen, Scooby-Doo... We don't, need, re- we don't need another Scooby-Doo movie. It, <laughs> hear me out. Scooby-Doo just had actually a really huge resurgence last year with Supernatural. Natural, yes. Okay. And mm. it was, it was if not the highest rated, and that show gets great ratings, mm-hmm. that one was one of the highest rated of that show's mm-hmm. entire 13-season uh-huh. run till now. Because there yeah. was so much build-up to it. Right. I actually watches it, so I and it, was but hearing it, about it for years. But it worked, and I think if done right, Scooby-Doo, the Scooby-Doo gang, and the Mystery Machine, uh, I, I'm not opposed. I'm not opposed. I am. Oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, that's fine. Okay, so we uh, we have uh, ten minutes left on the show. Eight minutes, in fact. So uh, there you go. Final word. Uh, so right. Oh, no, you didn't. Uh, no, you didn't. Yas Queen. I said I was never going to do that again. Uh, okay, so let's talk about big releases this week, uh, or certainly the releases. It's a little bit quiet, other than Halloween, which we'll get to in a second. Mid nineties. Uh, did either of you guys get to see that? I haven't. I would have loved to have supported it. it. And? It's okay. Okay, fine. That's fine. I mean, I'm hearing a lot of okay. Yeah. That's uh, which is, legit. Which is that's like how I feel about it. There's, It's not a bad movie. It's not a great movie. It's okay. Just kind of hangs. If you love skate culture, 
Like yep. if you, you oh god, I do. Yeah, then you know you got to go see it. Yeah. Uh, Can you ever forgive me? Which is a movie that again I really want to see. Uh, I didn't get invited to a preview, which is rather unfortunate. Um, but I'll probably pay to see it this weekend. Uh, that's the Melissa McCarthy uh, plagiarism uh, movie uh, in, in a nutshell. Uh, she's getting a lot of uh, props for that movie, and Richard E. Grant's getting a lot of props. Uh, also, possibly some awards talk around his performance in that movie, which is interesting. Uh, guys, have you seen it? Did you like it? Uh, it, it's another one where I would say it's okay. Okay, um, I'm actually I'm very yes, very much so. Right, because um, it looked great in the trailers. Because Fox Searchlight this year, just if I if I may, um, I'm a big supporter of Fox Searchlight, and I have been for like decades. But this year, um, they have uh, Old Man and the Gun, mm-hmm. which I think is a good movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert Redford's like supposed final performance. Uh, he's granted the movie's okay. Yeah. Uh, same kind of feeling for this movie, where I feel like Melissa McCarthy's really good, but the movie itself is not that great. Right. And then their big one is going to be the favorite, yeah. which I think is like across the board, cinematography, performances, everything. The big that thing. One. Okay, yeah. cool. Uh, and there's another movie coming out this week, Halloween. Uh, which we have all seen. I think I'm officially the last journalist in yes, Los Angeles to have seen that. But finally, how was thank it, how you. How was it sitting in the theater by yourself? Um, oh, wow. <laughs> how was oh, that? Jeez. Oh. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. That cuts deep. Um, actually, Mr. Smarty Pants, uh, I um, downloaded it illegally. I'm kidding. No, I actually went to a screening on Wednesday night. Fuck, that hurt. Um, I, I feel it over here. Can I get, Anthony, can I get something for this burn I've just got? Um, thank you. Burr, burr, burr. Halloween, uh, I saw it on Wednesday night, and I deliberately actually, you know, you can sit in seats where nobody else is there. That's kind of how that's done, in case you didn't know. Um, I decided to sit in the middle of a row of people who, just kind of like, you know, pretending I had friends. Um, I did have two in here, but that turns out that's not true. Hey, I didn't no, say that's true. I have two in here. Let's talk about the movie. Uh, so, they yeah, so told I, him to sit next to I me. Sat, they told him. I sat uh, amongst a load of strangers to, uh, to get the effect. Everybody was really psyched about this. The reaction in the, in the movie theater was, was super. Herb. People were really getting into the movie. People were genuinely jumping in their seats. I, I'll be honest with you, I know some people are losing their shit over this movie. It wasn't like pee my pants 10 out of 10, but I absolutely say I cannot wait to go and see this movie again this weekend. There is so much in this movie that I just, I want to go and take, I want to soak it all in again. Watch Anatomy of a Movie because <laughs> I've got the most extensive yeah. breakdown of it. It's so good. I mean, there's everything I loved about are it. You there doing there it is today? a kid. We are. There is a kid in the movie. I don't know his name. I blanked. I could be, someone check but it up on IMDb. Yeah. Um, little African American. Little oh African American kid. Great. Who is just <laughs> Give him amazing. There are so many movies, parts of this movie that are great. We're not going to spoil Which it because obviously people haven't seen it. I'm not going to spoil anything. Yeah. But, and this is for the audience who has yet to see it. Would you agree with me in, 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 in when I say it's the first horror movie in a little while yeah. that has, like, audience applause, hell yeah moments. Genuinely, like, yeah. the audience literally applauds at things that take place. It is the first time I've seen that happen in a horror movie since the end of Get Out. Yeah. You know, that was the last time. Um, Jabril... And then Tambu he's is the little just, boy. He was he was fantastic. Yeah, as as Julian is his character. He is just seriously, he is he's only in the movie for a small amount of time compared to a lot of the characters. But the mark that he leaves on that movie is just it is absolute gold. Yeah. Absolute absolutely. gold. Brilliant scripting, great performance. It is just superb. But the movie as a whole, I really, really loved. And it's one of the few movies this year that I actually do really want to go and see again. Great to see Jamie Lee Curtis back in. I mean, the female supporting cast in this is is seriously superb. Yeah, that I, new girl who plays Alice. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And everybody in this movie, I know we disagree on one thing, and I'll, I'll give you just a, just a sec to talk about that in a minute. Um, everybody in this movie, to me, justifies their, their reason for being there. Um, I really enjoyed it. I seriously had so much fun with Halloween. It's one of my favorite films of the year. It's in my top ten, um, and I really can't wait to see it again. I really genuinely. Guys. I mean, I agree. You know, you made a, a very good point about... Oh, fuck. This. Can you make sure you write that down? Because it doesn't happen very often. <laughs> right. okay, no, I, well, we have it on tape. Yeah, 
Yeah, we have that tape, right? You know, it's, also on, the, on it's on the internet. Unless Comic Con gets a hold of this show, then you wouldn't have it. We we don't we don't have long, guys, and we we haven't checked in any bags. So sorry. Um. Um, I wanted to say that I agree with you about the statement about Halloween yep. because I do feel like there are certain people making this seem like it's the second coming of Christ. Yep. It is a really great sequel. It's it is the best Halloween sequel since, you know, from the original, obviously. Yep. But I do agree there like I think Quiet Place is a better film than this one. Just, just my opinion. I don't know if I'd agree with that. No? No, I don't know if I'd agree with that. I was slightly disappointed with The Quiet Place. So a lot of, I had more problems with The Quiet Place than I did with this. Um, but I certainly think, and I, this is by no means a criticism. I mean, it kind of is, but not in a real sense. Um, I think that the good thing is that the bar has not been set so high with this for me that the sequel is not welcome because then it's like, oh, it won't be as good as that one. Mm. It allows a little bit of breathing room. It sets a lot of things up, and I think it has a, a couple of imperfections in there that I think actually really give room for improvement in the following one. And I think we see a, 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 this recurring issue in Hollywood where you have a film that is so good that when you have a sequel, there's almost no way it can match that original right, movie. Right. I think Deadpool is a really good example of that. And I think, you know, as much as I love Deadpool 2, it wasn't, it, it just the first one was so yeah. damn good that you're like, and okay. now I'm a little bit spawned. And I think Halloween leaves a lot of, you know, some nice room for improvement, but certainly does not disappoint in any way. Dimitri. I wasn't disappointed. No. Uh, and I'm, um, Halloween is, the original is my favorite horror movie of all yes. time. Yeah. Yes. You've heard me go on ad nauseum about it. Um, when you had seen it in Toronto, aside of me being highly jealous, but I remember you, your review was like, you know, fan service. And yes, there is a lot of fan service in this movie, but I think it's also audience service. Um, to what Carpenter was saying, like, you don't necessarily need to have knowledge of the original movie. Yeah. Going in as a fan. It's never exclusive. It's inclusive. It, it, very much so. And never yes. with and exposition that spoils it. Yeah, and, and, and again, when I say applause moments, yes. like it has a couple, more than one, where the audience cathartically says, yeah, mm. and they're cheering, which is, I, in a horror movie, they've been so dark lately, and unlike Happy Death Day, yeah. which has that fun, right, but this one is true suspense, it's, it's, it, it straddles this line of brutality, yet there's... A lot I agree. of deaths happen off screen. I'm right, not giving right, anything right, away. Right, right. But I and again, as a fan going into it, knowing that they retconned everything else, mm. my biggest thing was how are they going to pull it off? And I think they really pulled it, it off. If yeah. I can say anything, right. I think the movie does such a fantastic job of doing the fan service but not being only fan service yeah. it's it's made so that it can win over a whole new generation of people who may not have ever seen the original right. and it feels like part of something but not replacing or continuing something it, it's part of it's part of a universe but it, it even if you've never seen a halloween movie before you can go and watch this and you get it there's none of this sucky exposition in there, you know, as I was saying. And to be honest with you, I think, it, I know we discussed this on the show and, and, and Jason Blum has discussed this. You know, they are interested in taking a number of franchises um, that have been successful over the years and rebirthing them. And I think that on the strength of Halloween, they would do a tremendous job with some franchises that are could do with a rebirthing and a due, you know, some sort of revival. If this is what they're going to do with this kind of stuff, the rest of Hollywood should A, be watching, but B, be getting out of the way and just trying to get in bed with, with these guys as quick as possible. To not say, this is our franchise, you're going to have to, like, you know, bust a nut to get it. They're like, please, right, please. Right. Help us reinvigorate these, because if that's the proof of the pudding, yeah. I'm eating that pie. And yeah. I really enjoyed reading and learning about the process of how this movie came together, um, and how they got Jamie Lee Curtis on board, and yep. how they got John Carpenter on board. I love that story. Speaking of Jamie Lee Curtis, I think she it'll most likely be overlooked. Um, but I think her performance, particularly at the beginning of the movie when we were first introduced to Laurie Strode, her, I mean, she is a, she is a wonderful combination of uh, 
of of, of Linda Hamilton as Sarah Connor mm. in term in T two. Yes, okay, yeah. it's almost this almost identical type of suffering from PTSD. I'm saying the sky is falling. Nobody's listening to me. I've lost my son. Yeah, talking about the same. This is the same thing, and also great hints of Sigourney Weaver from Alien and Aliens. In which you know there is still the motherly aspect. She's still tough as nails. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I look at I look at H two O. I think there are character arcs that are very similar with Laurie Strode yep. in H two O here. But I am I was extremely pleased. I mean, I've seen the movie three times. There is one character storyline that that still pisses me off and bothers me. But the rest of the movie is so strong that I. There's a good chance there may be a fourth. I really enjoyed it. So, box office predictions. Uh, I, I think it's tracking at about 70. I can see it very easily going 75, 80. That would not surprise me at all. Uh, Scott, what do you think? I'm I'm with you. Yeah. I think it's about 80, 80, 85. Yeah. And yeah, I, I believe. I mean, I said it last week that I think it could potentially be Venom. Uh, I really do. We, it's going to be have, the number one movie at the box office this week. Without, sure. a, doubt, hands, hands without a doubt. Uh, hands we down. do have uh, baseball playoffs. Yeah. And the Los Angeles Dodgers are in that. Um, big ratings there. Um, but the way that it's going to play into the week and the weekend of Halloween, mm-hmm. right? It's like you said. Tiny it, drop offs next it, week. It won't be a substantial. Anything. As the typical horror drop-off. And yeah. it'll continue to play on. I don't know what the cinema score is yet. We probably won't know that till over the weekend. But I can't imagine it being be anything less than an A. Yeah. Yeah. You know, 85%, the last check on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. People really like this movie. Guys, we're going to have to wrap up. Unfortunately, no. uh, we've run out of time. I mean, time will continue, but on this show. <laughs> uh, I'm not saying the world's going to end. That would be very negative, so I'm not going to. Uh, so uh, thank you so much. Uh, Meet the Movie Press. If you want to follow the show, you can uh, obviously like us on uh, on Facebook. Uh, we have Facebook. I have a Facebook. We this do, is Simon Thompson. Facebook. No, you don't have a Facebook. No. Uh, you can uh, find us on Twitter, at uh, Movie Press. We're going to do the Instagram soon as well. We're going to kick that off which is great uh my name is simon thompson at showbiz simon on instagram and twitter demetrius where can we find you at dmovies1701 at dmovies1701 and this week on uh, anatomy of a movie you are doing halloween 2018 and we will also be doing i believe first man scott very nice yeah, I'm very excited. Nice. I'm very excited. About first man. Uh, yeah, so yeah. not first man. Don't course. hear that very often. Um, <laughs> yeah, you don't hear that very often. Uh, anyway, uh, Scott Menzel, uh, thank you so much for watching and supporting this show. Uh, you can find all my written stuff on WeLiveEntertainment.com. I also just want to give a shout out to the Hot Springs Documentary Film Festival, where I'm actually leaving t- tonight to go to for four days to see a bunch of documentary film festivals. Awesome. Film, awesome. Oh, that's cool. That's uh, so thank you so much. Meet the Movie Press. We will be back next week. Uh, we are going to be replacing uh, Dimitri with, uh, I guess, yet to be announced. We're taking be, a week off. Yeah, I'll be in, I'll be in Miami Fantastic. Uh, at the wonderful Show East convention. And if you like the show, tell everybody about it. You can find us on YouTube or you can find us on iTunes. You can also now find us on Spotify. Like, subscribe, huh. tell your friends. We appreciate the feedback. But please be nice. We don't like dicks. Have a great week, everybody. <laughs> Uh, From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.